How many are ready for the word of God this morning? For those watching us online, the people here, we're ready for the word. Someone say, I'm ready. ready. Come on, you can say louder that I'm ready for the word of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, let's begin our time together, the moments that we have together in a moment, with 1 John chapter number 1, 1 John chapter number 1, verses 5, 6, and 7, three verses. And if I can disturb you for a bit, if you would stand, please, as we read the word, I appreciate that. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 and 7, John the only disciple that died a natural death. All the other ones were martyred for the faith. So we have John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. I love his boldness. He puts it, I'm the disciple Jesus loves the most. Amen. And you only find that in the book of John, by the way. Only John writes that. So First John chapter 1, verse 5 and 7. English Standard Version says, This is the message We have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Man, I'm just going to give God a quick praise right there. Thank you, Jesus. You made it clear there's no darkness in you at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What a great scripture. Father, thank you for the reading of your word. We pray and thank you that your presence is here. Be with your people, Lord. Speak through me your word as you bring hope to every heart, healing to every sickness deliverance to every soul, and we pray that you be glorified through the teaching of your word. Let it be done without bias. Let it be done with power that your people will be transformed. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. First John chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 7. There are three main words that John writes in his gospel. And so the writer of 1 John, 2 John, 3 John is the author of the book of John or the gospel of John. And every gospel writer writes their account of Jesus according to how they were led by the Holy Spirit, but based on how they seen things. And so John is writing. There's three things that John writes about that is really important because John is writing to a Greek audience. He's writing to a Greek audience where Matthew wrote to a uh, the nation of Israel to a Jewish audience. And, and, and John, he's writing to a Greek audience. And so, and so there's certain words that John uses so that his audience can understand the depth of Jesus. Write that down, the depth of Jesus. That Jesus, when he studied, would cause you to go deep. The amazing thing about, about the gospel is that a five-year-old can get the revelation, but a philosopher can stumble over the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus then is the main character. He's the main character. And so the three things is, is this, is that he talks about life, he talks about light, and he talks about love. 
Those are three main things that you and I need to survive, by the way. That we need light because in light is life. And life as the Greek would see it or light as a Greek mind would see it, would see revelation. You ever hear the statement that the light bulb went on? Right? And, so, and so there is something that I'm learning about Christ. Why? So I can learn something about me. So my study of Jesus Christ is not just to understand in terms of head knowledge. It is for me to understand something about myself and to see if I line up with Christ, who is always ready for this, pointing us to the Father. He's always doing that. So those three words are vital. So as you read through the gospel, especially the gospel of John, you will see where John talks about love. He talks about light and he talks about life. And so our text before us, John is writing now, and, and, he, and he's teaching what I believe, how we are parented. He's teaching us the importance of being parented by our Heavenly Father. And so, and so for a young, restless generation, it is vital that we are parented. It is very important that you are parented by God, because in Hebrew it says that if you're without parenting, you are illegitimate children, that you don't belong to God. And so John wants then for us to understand that when we're being parented by God, that we will recognize that the light and the life and the love of God will be evident in our lives. And so it begins as this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. So the first thing is this. Is that every time you hear a message, it is to be proclaimed. Amen. It, 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 it is to be shared. It is to be shared first personally. Personally. Then it is to be shared publicly. And then it should be shared prophetically. And so when we look into the scriptures and we see what God is teaching us, he says this message we have heard. First of all, how does this message work in my life personally? What is the gospel? What, is the, what are they saying to me personally? How is the scripture changing my life? Isn't that awesome? Because before you can publicly declare something, you want to be able to know you had a private conversation with the Father. And so John is saying for twofold. He's saying for credibility of his own life, but he's also saying that this Jesus who you heard about is real. So John is saying, because time has elapsed now, Jesus has ascended to the Father, right? And so all of a sudden now, they're writing this gospel account. They're writing to the Greeks. They're writing to the Jews, to the Romans. And they're saying, but we never saw him. That, that, that Jesus existed in a time before we were born. Or we didn't have the privilege of seeing Jesus. But John writes, and John says, but I, I actually tasted, I actually touched him. I actually experienced him. And so I'm telling you something that I know. And so therefore, people can believe because John is saying that this message that I heard and proclaimed to you is this. God is light. God is revelation and in him is no darkness at all you see this month i've been i've been tracking with this message of talking about the kingdom and it's your kingdom come and so my original message that i had for today was entitled you are going into the light 
That was the message that I'd written down prior to this parent conference that we had on Saturday. And so I came to this conference and I had my notes, what I was going to share. And, and, and so the first speaker that came up and, and, and she shared and, and I'm sitting there right there and I'm listening to the first speaker. And I'm like, okay, um, God, did I tell her what the theme was? And then all of a sudden God was, was speaking and he's like, oh no, it's right on track. And as the person was speaking, I'm like, oh my goodness, the light came on. And God is saying that I'm doing something in this gathering that's going to shift what you're going to speak on Sunday. I didn't know that because I was still prepared to speak my message. And so the first speaker came and I was like, oh, my goodness, the moment they opened their mouth, there was not a dry eye in the place. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's what happens when you hear a message and you and you proclaim that message. Come on, it'll change you. It'll make you respond in ways you weren't prepared to respond. Listen to me. When you hear the message of Jesus, it is going to cause you to respond some way not react but respond you're going to respond some way either ouch or you're going to respond by saying lord share more of that with me and so i'm sitting and i'm listening so the first speaker came and and i wrote down what i believe that god was saying uh, from them and, and then the second speaker came up and continue where the first speaker left off. And, and as she's speaking as well, she's defining stuff in the spirit. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like given revelation like this one. You're anointed to parent your children. I'm like, what you talking about? You're anointed to parent your child. Talk about getting the advantage. Talk about having hope. Realizing that it's not all lost. Come on, no matter where your child is, that message caused me to believe, oh my goodness, I haven't failed. There's still hope. Come on. You're anointed to parent your child. I'm like, where did that come from? That came from a revelation of God. And a third speaker came and, and she spoke and, and I wrote stuff down as well. And, and I liked her because she gave three C's. And I'm like, oh, you must be watching Facebook Live because I always do those same things. And, and I'm like, I like you. And it was really good. And so, and so I left. And then God said to me, this is how I parent my children. I said, what? He says what they shared on how to parent their children. God is saying it's the same principles that I use to parent you who are my children. And he said a young, restless generation must be parented. Oh, my God. And the reason why there's division, the reason why there is darkness is because we don't believe that God is light. And so even Jesus, bold Jesus, you may have heard this before. Some preacher may have said it before. Perhaps I've said it before. But if Jesus came to preach at most churches, he would not be invited back in. Because you can't say stuff like this. You have the father, the devil. You can't talk to people like that. Come on. People are coming to you, challenging, says, no, you don't know who, you don't know who your father is. Your father, your children of the devil. Can you imagine I'm preaching? Yo, children of the devil. He'd be like, who is this pastor? <laughs> I'm going to go find a church down the road where they're going to tell me all things are good. <laughs> I don't know about this Jesus. He's lost his mind. But that's how Jesus preached because he recognized who his father was. Jesus was parented properly. And because he was parented properly, he recognized that I must proclaim the message that's been given to me. 
And so the deal is this, is that when you're parented by God, it is the indication of who's your daddy. And so the reason why things are happening is because how can we have the same dad and walk in darkness? And so and the reason why, the reason why we see all this division, the reason why we see all this darkness, he goes, I don't know how you're debating things aren't debatable. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Look through the life of Jesus. He never debated something that was not debated. He's like, why am I even debating this about? When he came to the devil and he says, if you are the son of God, there's no debate. What do you mean if I'm the son of God, turn these bread, these stone into bread? Are you nuts? It is written. Move on. <laughs> devil goes, oh my goodness, let's give him another one. Another temptation. It is written. Another one. It is written. So here's the deal. So if we are being parented by God and God is light, when we come together, the light shall increase. So how is it we come together and it gets darker when we come together? Something is wrong. Who is your daddy? And so he's teaching and John is saying it's important because you will have philosophers as your father. Come on. You will have different religious people as your father. And so John is recognizing they have to know that you've got to be parented properly. And so God used these speakers to give me the five things to know your daddy. Come on. And he begins first in verse number five. And he says this. He, he, he says, God is light. And the first thing he says, write this down, is that you have a transparent faith. That's the first thing. He said, if God is your father, if, if God is light, then you are what? By nature of being born again, the children of light. You, you, you got to get that. If God is light, then you and I, born again, we are children of light. Not children of darkness. We are children of light. And so John is writing, and he wants us to understand that, that this father whom we live and whom we have our being, he said in him, there's no darkness at all. So in other words, every time you look into the face of Jesus or you look, look at God, there is no darkness whatsoever. No darkness whatsoever. And it says, because he is light, you are light. And so the first thing is this. He says, it's a transparent Faith, it's, it's transparent. You can see clearly through it. And here's what he said. He says, we are saved by grace through faith. That's how we become a child of God. But our relationship with him now needs to be a transparent faith. In other words, God knows everything about us because he is light. And if that scares you, then you don't know your daddy. What it should do is cause fear where you reverence your father. Did you ever hear the statement? Wait till your father gets home. There was a time, come on, there was a time when, when they would say, if you got in trouble, I'm going to tell your parents. And you'd be like, no, please, give me the punishment now. Don't go home and tell my dad. Why? Because he will say, whose child are you behaving like that? You're carrying my name. Mm-hmm. And so what God is saying is this. He's saying, listen, that there's a transparent faith. And so what happens is this, is that you can recognize this now, that you no longer belong to another kingdom. You belong to the kingdom of God. So in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and verse 13, here's what happens. The moment you gave your heart to Jesus, the moment you said, Jesus, come into my heart, how'd you do it? By grace through faith. There was nothing you can do. The Father initiated it. 
But when you come to him now, what he's saying is this. You first have to understand that you no longer belong to a kingdom of darkness. So what you do is people, watch this now, who knows who their daddy is, has a transparent faith that people can look in their life. And what they're going to see is a thankful heart. Come on. They're going to see somebody who is thankful, right? Because I was a people who were separated from God, but now I'm actually in a relationship with God. So I'm thankful for this relationship. In other words, I welcome being parented. I'm open to that. And so in Colossians, he says this, I'm going to give thanks to the father who has qualified me to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Watch this now. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his son whom he loves. So in other words, God has said, I parent you through Jesus Christ. Come on. And so it's God the Father. Come on. God the Son. And then you are the children of God. You are the children of light. And so it's in Christ. Watch this now. It's in Christ I stand before the Father. Get that. It is in Christ. It is what Christ has done. Come on. It is what Jesus Christ has done that I can now come before God and say, God, I'm naked. David put it this way. Oh, God, search me and try me and know my ways. Where can I go from your presence? If I go to the deepest part, you're there. If I go to the highest mountain, you're there. I can't run away from God. That is transparent faith that is a faith that you welcome and says God you know everything about me you rescued me from darkness you brought me to the kingdom of your son whom you love I have a thankful heart and here it is you have the right to rule me because you knew me in my mother's womb and so because of that you are the light now I want you to get this the sinner's prayer now, the sinner's prayer has been known as when you come to know Jesus, you come and you, and you confess Jesus, uh, uh, come into my heart, I confess my sins, and, and people are saved, right? And so I'm not knocking the sinner's prayer, you need to do that. But Paul writes in Romans, says you must believe and confess, right? It, so it's a big difference, there's, there's believe and confess. And, and so the prayer you're saying could be classified as a sinner's prayer because you're recognizing that you're a sinner and you're coming to Jesus Christ, right? And, and I get that part. But I want us to kind of break this thing down so we walk in power. Because the sinner's prayer is not the same thing as saving power. Come on. And the Father offers you saving power, not just the sinner's prayer. And so what he's saying is this, that the sinner's prayer is this. He tells us when they ask him, how do we pray? And he says, what our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. He goes on in that and he also says, forgive me of my trespasses. So in the prayer, he said, forgive me my trespasses. Deliver me from evil. So what's happened is this. He's showing us the sinner's prayer is this. It's because you have transparent faith. Come on. You're always going before God, not because you're afraid of God. You go before God in reverence because you represent his name. So a sinner's prayer is someone who is sensitive to the spirits working, that you get the light turned on and you realize, oh, God, search me, a sinner. Come on. Come on, I want you to search my heart, oh God, and see if there's anything inside of me that's not reflective of you. And so the sinner's prayer is what David prayed when he recognized what he did with Bathsheba. And he comes on the scene now and he says, oh my goodness, look when the light came on, right? If you understand what David, who was king, come on, a murderer, come on, David, known as the light of Israel. That's what it was. When you were the king, you were considered the light. That's why when David went to a battle, he was about to fight. 
And David was wooed. I mean, David was tired. He was fighting. And he almost lost. There was a battle David almost lost. It's in the scriptures. How did he realize that I was in Florida? And the guy says, do you know there's a fight David almost lost? I'm like, what are you talking about, heretic? I mean, David, this, this is David. Goliath killing David. He goes, oh, there was a battle he almost lost. And there was a battle David was facing and he was drained. He was tired. And one of the other mighty men, come on, says, David, we can't have the light of Israel. Go up. Stay back. And this joker, come on, got that giant and just killed that giant for David. He says, David, you are the light of this nation. And how much more God knows that you are his child. Come on. And you are the light. And when the enemy tries to come, come on, and you're tired and you don't have any energy. Come on. Jesus says, I'm going to fight on your behalf. Come on. I'm going to intervene because because we can't afford for the light in you to go out. Oh, that's good for somebody right there. That's good for somebody right there. Right there. We can't afford the light to go out. Good God Almighty. We are a family and we need your light to shine bright. There's a culture saying, is there any place that's unified? Is there any people that's unified? And everywhere they look, they see darkness, 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 darkness. And here is God is saying, but I am the God of light. It's a transparent faith. See, a transparent faith will be able to say, hey, I need you to help me fight. A transparent faith will be able to say, I don't got it all together. Come on, but I know the one who has it all together. Come on. A transparent faith allows you to come into my life and speak prophetically. Why? Because you had a personal revelation of who Jesus is. And now you're going to go public with it with your life. But then you're going to come and speak prophetic in my life. Did you get that? First, it's personal revelation you get of Jesus Christ. Then it's public. You live it. Come on. And then it's prophetic when you speak it into my life. Because there are some battles I can't win by myself. I need your help. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody here that knows if it was us? Come on, who made that phone call? Who encouraged you? Come on, who says you can do this thing? There were so many moments I wanted to quit the faith. Come on, but somebody called me and says, no, Ro, come on, let's do this thing together. Who's your daddy? Mm. They remind me who my daddy is. Oh, good God Almighty. I remember when I first got saved and I used to go to the school dance. Come on. My brother used to be the DJ for the school dance. Come on, I, I had access to the school dance. You see what I'm saying? My brother, I know playing reggae music, you know what I'm saying? And, and let me stay in the spirit. Amen, somebody. And so it was just, it was that. And I remember I got saved and I was like, man, I can't, I can't do anymore. It's not because the place was bad. It was what happens there. You see what I'm saying? I'm saved now. I've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. Come on, where the party started at 11 p.m. It didn't start at 8 o'clock. We were getting dressed, leaving at 11 p.m. Come on. And no good was happening in darkness. We know nothing good happens in darkness. Mama used to always say, you better get inside before the lights go out. Because nothing good happens in the dark. And so here it was now that I was going back into the dark. And I was like, man, I am struggling. But I made a phone call to a friend who got saved with me. And he says, you're struggling. I go, oh, yeah, I'm struggling. He goes, I'm struggling too, man. I said, praise God. I feel like Joseph right now. I got to run from this, from this woman. I got to run. You feel me? It was only two weeks in this thing. Two weeks and I'm still remembering. Come on. You know what I mean? The, the close dancing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, I'm remembering that. And so I'm no longer addicted, but there's still a habit. Come on. So, 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 so there's no more desire to go to the dance, but there's a habit of used to going to a dance when it got dark. 
And so I had to have a transparent faith. I had to call him up and say, hey, listen, buddy, um, how are you feeling? He goes, man, I'm struggling too. Let's go for a walk. And we walked. Because we had to come and realize, and I'm telling you right now, that saved my life. That saved my life. That saved my life. Because I made that phone call. And so, and so what we have to be able to do with this transparent faith, if we're going to be parented by God, is we have to get to a place where we actually come and say, God, you have full access to my life. Now, that's a scary thing to say. I know we can repeat it because I say repeat after me. But to live it is hard. It's not easy to tell God, you have full access to every area of my life. You have access to my children. You have access to my wife. You have access to everything in my life. Come on. It's not easy sitting there having a sermon and seeing God changing it. Come on, God. Don't you know my points were going to be on solid points? And so it's transparent faith. So, well, thank you for sharing that changed my life i went home i'm like oh my goodness changed my life the second thing we have to do now in verse five is we have to trust the foundation we have to trust the foundation we have to trust that what we have taught or what we've been taught by the lord i don't care if it's jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so i don't care if it's just one scripture listen to me one scripture believe will destroy the darkness in hell come on one scripture that's not just one scripture your favorite scripture if you don't have a favorite scripture get one even if it's Jesus wept. You feel me? Even if it's that simple. Can you memorize the Bible? Yes, Jesus wept. Another one, rejoice evermore. Just get that one scripture. So when the devil comes, rejoice evermore. Yeah, I can memorize that. Rejoice evermore. Yes, I'm going to trust the foundation of that word. Rejoice evermore. Why? Because I'm transparent. I'm telling God, God, this hurts. And God, I'm going through something here. But I know if I trust the foundation, if I trust the foundation, and so in verse 5, he goes on and he says this, that God is light and in him is no darkness. That's the foundation. But see, but see, he says there's no darkness. And so in John chapter 8, verse 12, and Jesus spoke to them saying, this is John 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to them and, and saying, I am the light of the world. He's the light of what? I'm the light of the world. Can we put America in that? Is America part of the world? C- come on, come on. So that's Bible. So we don't debate easy to light in this nation. Come on. It may look dark right now. Oh, good God Almighty. Come on. But in God, there's no darkness whatsoever. So what's happened is now is you have to trust the foundation. That's where the battle is coming from is you have to trust the foundation that if he's saying that Jesus is the light of the world and America is part of the world and all these other nations are part of the world, then we can say now as a children of light that the light of the word of God is in this nation. Why? Because I'm in this nation. Oh, I got to break through some barriers in your thinking right now because you think one plus God is the majority. We say it all the time, but do we believe it? If you know the light, it's true. That he's saying that he is the light of the world. But he goes on and says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of what? Life. So in other words, when we walk together, if you are a child of God, you're not leading me into darkness. I have to trust the foundation. Because I was transparent with you. Look at God, man. God says, if you're transparent with me, I will walk with you, but I will never bring you into darkness. I will always bring you into life. And so, because we have the same father, come on. We walk together, but we don't walk in darkness. 
And so he said in Corinthians, what does light have to do with darkness? What fellowship is there? And so we have to trust the foundation, the foundation of which you were built upon. Now, in the context of John 8, verse 12, what was happening was this, that they would have a festival. There were major events, major festivals that they would have as Jews. And lamps would be lit using wicks made from the priestly garments. And so this light was powerful, and it was a metaphor of the way they think, the way that they were thinking. So to a Jewish person, right, what the ultimate idea was this, was that salvation, knowledge, and goodness was connected to the light. So when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, what you heard was salvation, goodness, and knowledge. When he's saying, I'm the light of the world, what you're telling people is sozo. What you're telling people is this, that in a relationship with me, there is life. Oh, come on. In a relationship with me, there's revelation. Why? Because I'm being parented properly. I'm representing the kingdom of heaven. Hear me now. What he's saying is this, is that God is light and him is no darkness whatsoever. So when you come in contact with somebody who's been parented by God, what you experience is salvation. In other words, you say, how will you transform? I know the way you used to live. What has happened to you? And you could tell them, I know who my daddy is. I know who my father is. Because when I came to know Christ, I had the knowledge and his goodness. And he didn't say that he is a light. Come on, somebody. Mm. People have all these different lights. No, 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 no. No, this is where we get in trouble. That we think all lights are the same. They're not. Understand this, please. That Allah and Yahweh are not the same God. They're, they're, they're not. They're not. And so we have to recognize that Jesus is not just a light. He is the light. Come on. And so it's not that we don't put value on humans. And this is where we get tricked up. Is that what happens is we think we shape the culture. But in reality, the culture shapes us. And so what he's saying is this. And I use that example because here's what Jesus is saying. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so he's saying, listen, I am the light. So in other words, if you're parenting your child or God is parenting you, what they're going after is the darkness that's trying to surround you. It's the way of thinking. It's the mindset that's around you. And so what he's saying is this. He's saying, trust the foundation of what you've been taught. Trust the foundation. That the foundation is solid ground, but the foundation is also light. So if you're going to trust the foundation, what you're saying is this. Jesus is the light. So a transparent faith always leads to a walk of fellowship, trusting the foundation. So every step I take, I trust the foundation. Every step I take, I trust the foundation. Right? I trust the foundation. Because here's the deal. Because I don't want to walk in darkness. Okay, John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And overcome it. So we have a restless generation. We have a generation thinking, what's going on? And what he's saying is this. He's saying this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. That's it. This is where we engage now. The light shines in. In the darkness, so through your business, come on, through your relationships, light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. In other words, you are unstoppable. That's saving power right there. 
So when I got saved and I realized this, I was like, hold on a second here. So it was more than just saying a prayer. And the Holy Spirit said, oh, yeah. He says, you have power. I'm like, power? He goes, yeah, because now you recognize who your father is. And this is so amazing. Because how do I break up generational stuff? Come on. That's the question. How do I break up generational things that I've experienced and I've looked at? It's because I realize now the saving power. Right. And so I had to realize in my own life, raising my children, I couldn't go back to my father and look at that. No way. That's darkness. So how am I supposed to break that? Come on. I had to realize now that God used that situation. Oh, good God. To get me to this place now where I can tell my story. I can be transparent about my story because I'm no longer a victim. Come on. I am victorious in who Jesus is. And so the enemy doesn't want you to leave this place. He wants you to stay there. Watch this now. Save, but no power. Going to heaven, but can't penetrate the darkness. And so what he's saying is this, ready for this? You, as a child of the light, you are supposed to penetrate darkness. That whenever you show up someplace, darkness moves out of its way. Oh, my goodness. Oh, someone need to clap hands for that. Because, see, listen, when you walk in, darkness moves out of the way. That's why they come to your house. I don't know what you do in your house, but it's for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Darkness can't come up in my place. Because... The light of God is there. And so now you realize, okay, fine. So you got transparent faith, and, and, and you also have, ready? You're trusting the foundation. And, and so, so thank you, Kelly, for giving us that. And, she's, and she defined parenting in a way I've never heard it before. She said parenting is simply practicing what you're preaching. I said, what you talking about, Willis? Say that again. I said, what? Parenting is practicing what you're preaching because the first one, transparent faith, is being honest. The second one is not being a hypocrite. Oh, God. And so our children would always come and say, hey, how can you tell me what to do and you're not doing it? And so because now, watch this now, you trust the foundation. You realize with them now that you come and says, I'm going to practice what I preach. Why? Because I have the power of God to help me to do the very thing I'm telling you to do. And so how do we know that to be true? Jesus came into the earth. Come on. Christ became flesh. Come on. And he had to trust the Father as well. Come on. He had to trust that God knows what he was doing. He's in the garden and he's, and he's, he's sweat of great drops of blood. And he's saying, God, do you know what you're doing? Jesus didn't want to die. Christ knew he had to die. But Jesus didn't want to die. Oh, that's so good. And so he comes out and he had to trust the foundation. One of them had to trust the foundation. Come on. And so realize now that Christ spoke to Jesus. Because Jesus is the name for the word became flesh. And so in you, when you recognize that when you become born again, come on, your spirit is connecting with God, but your flesh is still fighting. And so you've got to believe somebody. And so you're going to trust the foundation of your spirit to tell your flesh what to do. Oh, that's so good right there. Come on. What is deliverance? I'm trusting the Spirit's work. I don't feel it, but I know it. Come on, I don't see it, but I believe it. I'm trusting the foundation of my spirit more than my flesh. If that was the case, I would be an emotional wreck. If every second I was tested or trusting my flesh, you can't trust your flesh. You're out of your mind. Your flesh loves pleasure. It does. And so, I'm telling you, because God is, is, is my Father. I literally believe God is everywhere. I do. 
And so just, just going on the internet and I'm on YouTube or I'm looking for something researching and this algorithm nonsense, you know what I mean? Knowing what I'm on and pulling stuff up and some of the stuff that flashes right then, you got to be quick to swipe. Come on. Can I just be practical? You got to be quick to swipe. And so I have to trust the foundation. So sometimes it's not my flesh. Come on, my flesh likes it. But my spirit says, swipe. Wait, swipe, you know, swipe. There was a show like that, Swipey or something like that. We had a uh, door. Yeah, there it goes, you know. Was that what it was, door? <laughs> you can tell that I have kids. I could preach any movie. Good God Almighty. Watch this. Someone say, I'm going to trust the foundation. You got to do that. Come on. Some of your battles, what's happening is that you're on shaky ground. Come on. And you're wondering. And so you're out here living like this in the flesh. And you see the spirit, you know, it's over there. But you're over here like this. And he's saying, who is your dad? And there's a battle taking place. You got to step on here. Come on. And if you have to look from over there, that's okay. But at least you trust the foundation because you have to eventually penetrate the darkness. You have to eventually do that. So when I got saved and I knew my dudes were going to be like, hey, there's, there's a party. And so I knew I had to hide for two weeks. I couldn't go. And I, couldn't, I couldn't go. I had to hide for two weeks. Because they were at 7-Eleven with their big gulp. 7-Eleven, you know what I'm saying, with their big gulp. It was like 99 cents, man. And when you live in the projects, come on, that was like heaven. You got a, you got a brain freeze, you know what I mean, by drinking that slushy, man. It was like 7-Eleven. It was awesome. And they were on the step, and we controlled that part. That was our hangout spot. And I knew if I faced them, come on, and I didn't trust the foundation, they would speak, talk me right back into darkness again. Great guys, but just in darkness. Awesome friends, but just in darkness. Cared about me, but in darkness. One of the best for me, but couldn't help me. Come on. And so I waited two weeks. I had to trust the foundation. Because the previous months, I would come to the altar, say the sinner's prayer, Hello. And go right back with them again, partying. Partying again. And so I had to trust the foundation. So when I finally walked up to them, and like, where you been? I said, man, I've been with the Father. What happened? Man, I went to camp. I gave my heart to Jesus. So, so what about the party? I, 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 can't, I can't go, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't go anymore. I want to. I, I want to, but I can't go. Please don't reject me, guys. Come on. Please understand where I'm at. I just, I can't. I've encountered God. I, I, the light came on. I just, I can't go. And I can't go to my earthly father. So I have to go to my heavenly father. So, so don't reject me. But even if you still reject me, you can't talk me out of the foundation that I experienced. You, you can't talk me out of that. You can't do that. And so this went on for months and for years. And one day I slipped up. I'm like, I got to go to this party. And it was a house party. And down the basement. You know what I'm saying? And. In Toronto, you use all of your house. You know what I mean? The basement becomes the party place. And I get there and I go down to the party, you know what I mean? And the music's jamming, everything's there. And one of the guys who was part of my crew, 7 Eleven, he goes, What are you doing here? I said, What do you mean? I mean, I'm here to party. He goes, No, nah, man. You don't belong here, buddy. You don't belong here. You just need to leave. Like, you're, you're, what we're seeing in your life, you need to leave. And I left and I walked out and I was like, thank the Lord God Almighty. He says, trust the foundation, bro. Don't trust your flesh. And so when I turned 50, one of them gave a video thing and he says, bro, 
man, you're the real deal. I'm like, no, he's the real deal. I see he's the one that kept me. Why? Because I trust the foundation. Here's why. Here's what we're missing. Someone say, what am I missing? Say, say what am I missing? You're missing the tool to a, to a fulfilling life. The tool to a fulfilling life. And so, and so here it is now that, that, that he says this in Luke 11, 11 to 13. This is where we are. This is right where we are. Because see, see the Holy Spirit needs to be active in your life. And, and, and this is where we are. Right? And so in Luke 11, 11 to 13, here's what it says. He, he goes, what father among you? This is Jesus now. What father among you? Luke 11, verse 11. If his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, oh, good God Almighty, know how to give good gifts to your children. So even this, the dude I ran with, you know what I'm saying? He, he's living in darkness, but I show up and he sees the light and he goes, you don't belong here. Oh, come on. Ooh, good God Almighty. I'm here to tell you, man. There are people that want to tell you to get out, but they're afraid. Because they don't know if you really trust the foundation of what you said you believe. Let me say that again. There's people want to tell you, hey, listen, you can't hang here anymore because how you've been living tells me you don't want to hang out here anymore. And so what we need is the tool. What we need is this. And just goes on and he says this. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father do what? Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Not only does the Father love me, the Father gives me the Holy Spirit. That now is, is, is helping me. The Holy Spirit now is reminding me who my dad is. The Holy Spirit now brings conviction. The Holy Spirit now brings compassion. And so I don't leave home without the Holy Spirit. Come on. I have the Holy Spirit with me everywhere I go. And that's the tool that we need. And so listen, if you are fighting the enemy without the Holy Spirit, you will lose every single battle. If you are trying to destroy darkness without the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, you're not going to make it. You need the Holy Spirit. And what the Bible says that he gives it to those who ask him. Can I teach this thing like I feel it? Come on. Here it is now that Paul walks up to the Ephesian church, to the Ephesian brethren, 12 of them. And he says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And they says, what? We haven't even heard there's a Holy Spirit. And then Paul says, how then are you even living without the Holy Spirit? And Paul laid his hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. Listen, if we want to push back the darkness, church, we've got to welcome the Holy Spirit like never before. We need to make room for the Holy Spirit. We need to ask God, send your spirit now. I say it with such passion because we need the Holy Spirit. And here's why my last two points and we're done. This is now where there's been a separation. This is where many of us all right, now, we are the answer. If we want to see not just unity because it's a good word. Come on. Unity doesn't mean, come on, that we all agree on the same thing. What unity means is that we're unified by the Spirit of God, and we don't debate things of darkness. Come on. Good God Almighty. 
that we come together now and we realize now that darkness needs to be pushed away. Darkness now needs to be exposed. And so we agree with that. And so when we get together in fellowship, it is not to continue to edify the darkness. It is to expose the darkness. So the enemy knows, let me keep them divided because if they're united, they will expose the evil going on. But if they stay divided, they can. And so here's the deal now. Here's the last point. Let's talk about the light. Come on. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's talk about the fruit of light in you. And so in Ephesians 5, verse 7 to 11, watch it out. Ephesians 5, verse 7 to 11, he says, Therefore, do not be partakers, excuse me, therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 9, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Here it is now. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I don't know why we debate in this. It is saying try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So when we come together, come on, and we are the same father, what we are doing in fellowshipping is we're trying to discern what is going to please God. If it's going to please God, let's do it. Let your light shine. But if it's not going to please him, it is darkness. Hello. So our talk is about the light. Don't partner with darkness. But walk as children of the light. And so what we are doing now, while the world is confused, come on, we are discerning. We know the end times are coming. Come on. We know that Jesus is going to come again. So what we must spend more time doing is discerning what is pleasing the Lord. Listen, I will never, hear me, I will never, ever, ever, ever take my dictates or how I govern my life by what the world tells me to do. Never. Never. And I will obey Romans 13. <laughs> what I'm telling you this is that the world doesn't know truth. Come on, it's the culture. It's the lies. So why you govern your life based on what the world is telling you what is right? Come on, somebody. It doesn't make any sense. The world, their father is the devil. I know you probably haven't heard that because we don't preach that anymore. It doesn't fill the pews. Come on. It's not popular. I didn't say they were the devil. I said they're following the systems of the devil. Come on. Before you, I lose you. Come on. And so what is this? We got to talk about the light. Talk about the light. Because here's why. If we are doing what pleases the Lord, if we're discerning what pleases the Lord, God, this decision I'm about to make, is it going to please you? This decision I'm going to make, is it going to please you? Watch what's happening now. Watch this now. Here's what he's saying. God, what pleases you? Not from a place of condemnation, but from a place of saying, God, I'm your child. And you love me. And here's what he says now. This is how you solve. This is how you solve the division. Here's how you do it now. John writes in 1 John 2 verse 7 
1 John 2, verse 7. He moves on now, verse 7 to 11. And listen to what he says. He goes in verse 7. He says, Beloved, I'm writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. Watch this now. Verse 8. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you. Watch this now. Which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Oh, God. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light. And in him there is no cause for stumbling. Watch this now. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Here's what he's saying. We light the night with love. Come on. I don't want you to miss this because this is it right here. He's saying, I went through all these things and I know now I'm loved by the Father. Oh my goodness. God loves me. He, he, he took me from the kingdom of darkness to his marvelous light. Someone say, I am loved. Come on, say, I am loved by God. And so because of that now, you're loved by God. So we're trying to discern what pleases God. And God says, here's what pleased me. When you as a light and you as a light step into the night, come on, with love we penetrate darkness and people can see their way to the things of God so in other words if we really understood if we really understood what the enemy meant for evil come on God meant it for good if we really understand come on good God almighty if we really understood that 2020 was the greatest and is the greatest year. Pastor, don't you know this COVID spreading? Oh, I do. Come on. Don't you know the racial tension? Oh, you better believe it. Don't you know about the present election? We don't know. I know all that. But if I look to my daddy, oh, good God. And if I discern what he's telling me, he is saying, get your eyes off of the things of this world and see, oh, good God, am I? I just felt the move of God right there. He's telling people, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I literally felt that when I said it. God said, if my church would take the eyes off the God of this world, who is blinding your eyes, good God Almighty, and will see that you are children of the light, what the devil meant for evil, good God Almighty, God meant it for good. And so, 2020, oh, God, is a year that says, I've been living. I have never seen it like this before. But the Father is saying, you are the light of the world. Come on. And because you are the light, I know it's dark right now. But he's saying that we are going to light the night with the love of God. Verse number seven. We are going to light the night with love. Hold on. What are you saying, Father? 
saying, don't let your light go out. Don't let your light go out. Don't allow the enemy to bring a brother that you're going to hate to take your light out. We light the night with love. So how do you approach COVID? With love? Not fear. Love. How do you approach the racist? With love. How do you approach it? With love. Because I refuse to love the enemy and his evil to take the light out of my life. I refuse it. And so therefore, when I preach to curse it, when I pray for this nation, I says, God, let your light shine bright in this nation. Because I know who my father is. Come on. We light the night with love. So here we are gathered together, those online. What unites us is that we are children of the light. And where we need to expose darkness, we will. And where we need to express the love of God, we will. Write that down. My last statement. I'm done. Right there. So together. Josephine and I are walking together. She has the light. I have the light. We're walking together, right? And what we're doing is we're here to please the Lord. We're here to please the Lord. And you got a transparent faith because you know what your father's telling you. I got a transparent faith as well. There's no bias, no agenda. Because you're a children of light. Your daddy is the same daddy as me. Oh, come on. And so we're walking together. And so transparent faith says, hey, Dave, how you doing? Come on, come on. How you doing? And we're walking together. And so we're trying to please the Lord together. And I'm finished. Watch out. We're, we're, we're trying to please the Lord. And so what happens now, what happens that when we see darkness, two things we do. When we see darkness, we expose it. We don't debate. We expose it. No, that's darkness. We can't go there. No, no, no. You can't go there. That's darkness. Because if you go to darkness, you're going to stumble. If you're going to go into darkness, you're going to stumble. And so what we do now is we expose darkness by being the light. And then what we do as we enter into that darkness, we express the love that moves the darkness away. So that our Father can be glorified. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. I want to pray over you. 11.52. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Right where you are. Just take a minute. Right where you are. Just say, come Holy Spirit. Come on, right there. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Shine your light in me. Right there, right there. I need you. Together we can light the night. Come on with the love of God. I need you. Some of you, you're fighting this battle. Don't fight it alone. Come on. We can't afford the light of God to go out. Come Holy Spirit. Show me my brother and sister that needs 
that needs me, that needs the expression of love. That's it. I want you to pray that right now. Come on. I want someone needs to pray that right now. Right now, just pray, God, show me my brother and sister who needs me to express the love of God to them so their light doesn't go out. Show me, God. Show me.